honestly, like if he does have a higher libido than me mm-hmm. and does want to physically fuck more, like I fuck with my mind all day, yeah. baby, you know, <laughs> and my words, like... Here we go. Gito doesn't know what's coming to them this week. <laughs> oh my God, actually. It's true. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of Girls Gone Deep. We're going deep in more ways than one. We're yeah. talking all things sex, non-monogamy, all the real shit that happens in between and the stuff that goes on in our heads and all the naughty fun. So mm. welcome to the show. I'm Elle. And I'm V. <laughs> so we are at Hito. We got here yesterday. Woo! Finally and, here. Yeah, right? I popped my Hito cherry. <laughs> this is my seventh And we're time naked here. right now. <laughs> and in the same room. <laughs> Yay! So this is my seventh time here. I love this place. However, I would not come here on an off week, mm. <laughs> in my opinion. So this is a special week here in March. It's called Hedonism Swing Breakers. And it's a tailored age group. I think it's 18 to 45, I believe, is the age limit that they switch it to. So it is a younger crowd. It's a sexy crowd. They sold out the entire resort this uh, 2023. I don't know if you knew this, but yeah, they sold the whole thing out. There's only a couple rooms left. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all. So uh, Swing Breakers is a separate group that takes over the resort or it's just like a themed week for the resort? It is a themed week for the resort. Okay. Previously before this week, it used to be an outside group that would come in mm. and just they would buy out the whole resort and then they would sell the rooms off. Mm. And that was called Young Swingers Week. And mm. they did that three times a year here. So, but they've since moved on and now hedonism is taking over the event and it's their themed hotel. And it's spring break. So, yeah. swing breakers. The swing perfect. breakers is a nice play on words. Yeah. So, so far, so good. We've only been here a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm excited. Um, the way this resort works is there's a prude side and then there's a nude side. So, prude side's clothing optional. And then the nude side, you have to be naked. They have signs everywhere, all clothing's off. And if you go in there with clothes, they ask you to remove your clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and actually, I saw this at one time when we were in the nude pool, there was a. I guess a new couple that came over and they were all wearing their clothes. Oh my God. Pool was filled with people and all of a sudden the whole entire pool, take it off. Oh my God. You should have seen how shy she got. They literally turned around and left. (laughs) They couldn't do it. Cause so I will say that's one that was one of my fears coming into this week. And it is still something that like, I'm not fully comfortable with, but it's a beautiful way to push boundaries because yeah. it's just our bodies, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get, you're jiggly when you walk around. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, how am I going to feel um, being nude in public, like in, in the sun, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, and, and what I have found, like, I remember when I first came here years ago, I was just so nervous being naked. But then once you were in it uh-huh. and like... Everyone's Three minutes naked. in. Yeah. Well, Cause I think that's what makes it puts it on everyone on the same playing field. Everybody's naked. Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is for me, I didn't, once you see a couple tits, like tit, 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 dick, 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 you're like, okay, there's, yeah. there's nothing sp- not special about it. Right. Yeah. But what I do notice is that, 
I don't really look at their body. I look at their face blur. Me too. Because I need to remember them. They're not wearing clothes that I can't remember. Hey, the guy in the red shirt or the guy, you know. So I have to like remember their personality and their name and where they're from. And I'm more in tune with the person. Yeah. You know, so I really like that about this experience. That's a great, um, I don't know, something to notice because I couldn't articulate that before you just said it, but I think you're totally right. Like I found myself yesterday when I was talking to people, like at first, like when Jay and I arrived, like I didn't know how nude the nude side would truly be. <laughs> like we walk in, they're taking us with our luggage to our room and we all got um, rooms on the nude side because that's the party side. Uh-huh. And um, we saw our first nude couple and I was like, oh, they were not kidding. <laughs> so, so, but like, you know, as you're kind of like walking past them, like you're looking at their face more because you don't also want to be like intrusive or, you know, look like you're looking at their dick or their tits or something like right. that. So like, I'm very conscious yeah. of where my eyes are. <laughs> yeah. But something else I want to say that has been very helpful is they give you these necklaces yeah. at check-in mm-hmm. that have your name in beads on them. Mm-hmm. And then they have color-coded beads that say, you know, very explicitly, like, you know, black is you're into BDSM, white is you have a hall pass, which means you can play separately. Um, there's a rainbow bead that's like you're in bisexual, bisexual, LGBT, yeah. whatever that is. So, and there's a, couple. and there's a gold one for like, if you want to be an ambassador so that if you want to kind of help the newbies around, they know who to ask questions to and kind of hold their hand a little bit. So L is... Uh, I'm wearing all of them. Yeah. <laughs> She's and all then of the above. the string is also a particular color. So there's a green string that means that um, you're only... I forget actually what the the strings are. Let me pull it up on my phone real quick. Hang on. That's interesting. Yeah. So on mine, I have the rainbow bead, the white bead, the black bead. I think that's all I have. Um, so you're... Same sex, BDSM, Same sex and, and hall pass. Hall pass. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love these. And purple means that you're down for anything. You're freaky. Ooh. Green means that you're new and you're full swap. Cool. Yeah. So the, so those mean. Did you? Are yours purple? Do you Mine's. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You're like I'm freaky. Exactly. Bitch. <laughs> I'm freaky. <laughs> yeah. So the necklaces are great. Helps you remember names. Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. Like. So amazing. And also I have, I find that when I meet people, I have like a little bit of a photographic memory. Like I'll, Mm. I will try to like, you know, uh, zone in on something on their face that I'll remember. And also like, I remember looking at people's necklaces last night and being able to differentiate and go back to that. So, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't look at my pimple and identify you. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's so L's the one with the pimple. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, every night they have a theme night, which is really fun too. So there's always a, a DJ that's playing. And then, so I just want to share with you guys the themes because I think that they're, they're fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first night was decades night. So dress mm-hmm. a decade. So our group coordinated, we're with a group of about what, 16, I think 17. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're a big group. <laughs> <laughs> and so we all decided to do seventies disco. Mm-hmm. So we had all like wigs and you looked amazing in your fro. <laughs> oh my God. I wore an Afro wig and there will be pictures up on Instagram. Oh my God. Um, but I felt 
I felt my true assets yeah. in that way. <laughs> and then how about, again, we didn't coordinate exactly what we were wearing other than 70s disco. And you and I both ended up wearing the same yes! piece of jewelry. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So you'll see the pictures at yeah. some point, guys. So anyway, but, we, we did the, the decade. Uh, about the wig, though, it was funny. At one point, I was playing with our friend, the artist, and he was like, you have to take that off. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot fuck you with that wig on. And I was like, you sure? I mean, it's... It's nice and cushy. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let me help you there. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Tonight will be a little bit sexier because the theme is. Oh, it's white night and a mm-hmm. foam party. So we mm-hmm. kind of did a little spin on that again, which was like futuristic, silver, metallic-y, yeah. white, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, the next have, night. Yeah. Glow night. Yep. Glow night. And then Glow Night, we're keeping the same swimsuit night. We kind of did a little spinoff. We're actually doing Circus of Freaks. Yes. So we weren't all, we weren't digging the swimsuit one. So we're going to be a little oddball. Yeah. And then Wednesday's fetish night, which I love fetish I'm night. I'm so excited about that because like a lot of people have kind of talked that up to me, oh. not just in our group, but also like random people I was talking to last night. They're like, oh, wait till Wednesday. Yeah. So Wednesday's a bigger deal because the Hedo staff, the entertainment staff here is phenomenal. They're mm. sexy. They know how to dance. Like there's guys and girls. Like it is always a beautiful show that they put on at nine, but mm. the fetish show night is like always one to remember because they usually bring like, I don't want to give anything away, but They'll bring like unique props on stage that are very just it's naughty and fun. Ooh. I wonder if they'll still do it because the lead choreographer is not here anymore. So I wonder oh. how it's changed. Well, I was talking to one of the entertainment staff last night and he said that he was like, wait till this one. Wednesday. Yeah, they yeah. always change it up. Because also like last night I was impressed with the show. So I don't know how it's going to get spicier than last night. Like last night we walked in and there were like you know, these couples of dancers, like, you know, simulating fucking on stage. Yeah. Like, so steamy. Mm, oh my God. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that's going to be one of my intentions is I want to make sure I, I didn't see last night's show and I want to make sure I watch the rest of them. I want to mm. be ready by nine and I don't know. I just really enjoyed the performances. Okay. I'm high-fiving you. We, I, I think that is a fucking awesome intention. Okay, cool. I would like to do that we as do well. With me? Yes, hundred percent. Okay, cool. And I think that actually goes hand in hand with um, one of the intentions that I was going to set is like just kind of like staying more grounded, and mm-hmm. I think that's part of it of like staying on a schedule, like rather than just like you know being fucked up the whole time because you know it's an all inclusive resort. It's right. very easy to get carried away with drinking and socializing mm-hmm. and being like uh, you know pushing off showering and like what you can set the day i think i think there's like a a nice balance of letting the day kind of go naturally and like you know socializing and having fun and going off track quote unquote but also having an idea of how you d- want your day to go yeah and not just like being like ah oh, fuck it i'm fucked up and let's just not do that right anymore. not taking like, care of yourself yeah like, like i i want to be like eating like eat you, at six will, o'clock yeah. go home take a nap take a shower mm-hmm. get ready for the night like that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then be at the show at nine. Yeah, be ready in, in, in costume at nine. It's a great way to start the night. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like this intention. Yeah. I also have the same intention to bounce off that one was not getting too fucked up. Yes. Because I want to remember the good times. Yes. And I don't want to feel like shit tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> so Do you feel like shit today? I don't. I just feel tired today because mm. we had two nights in a row. We were like 
3 a.m. nights, mm. you know. So I, I'm looking forward. I wanted to nap today, but I don't know if I'm, that's the key for me too, is I want to nap every day. Yeah. Hour and a half. I want to drink a lot of water because <laughs> I've been really good about um, my vocal hygiene because like I yeah. went to that ENT yeah. and it was, he, the first thing he said was drink a shitload of water. And I've been doing that at home and mm. I want to keep up on my health while I'm here. It's not like, oh, we're on vacation, like mm. throw everything out the window. Mm. Like, so me and you need to get on it because I will lose, I typically lose my voice like two or three days in mm. because of so much talking mm-hmm. over loud music and it's such a social experience. Like yeah. you can't walk anywhere without talking to somebody. Everyone's like, Hey, how are you? I'm like, hey, how are you? Everyone just wants to chit chat. It's such a friendly, friendly environment. So my intention is to really take care of my throat. And I think you, do you lose your voice? Oh yeah. Okay. So me yeah. and you need to be on this. You should come every day to my room because I got supplements and stuff that I cool. do. So get, instead of waiting for it to start to crack, you know mm. what I mean? Get it, get on it now. So I got some stuff I'll give you. Cool. <laughs> anyway, that's another intention. So Not yeah, water, staying grounded and <laughs> Wait, what? You back guy for just something. <laughs> so not for nothing, but when you have a sore throat, yeah. deep throating a cock <gasps> is so soothing to the throat. You should is this really your try med- it. like medical? Yes, this is my medical recommendation. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, last year our friend D, I'll call her D, lost her voice. And she I told her to like deep throat a cock. And she was like, What? And she was like, All right, I'm gonna try. So she ended up doing it and she came back to me. She was like, <gasps> that, my throat feels because it like massages it and mush pushes the mucus around. I don't know, it really helps it. And she was like, oh, I'm not gonna tell any guy that though. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Secrets out of the back, cats out of the bag, guys. Wow. So this year, our friend who came up, uh, we'll call him Flesh, and he came up and he was like, um, "How's your throat doing? Do you uh, do you need some do you need some service today? <laughs> do you need some soothing?" Yeah, and throat? I was like, "Actually, you should come to my room every day. I'm trying to go on the preventative <laughs> measure now. <laughs> yeah, noon every day. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. Okay, noted. So, so saying, maybe that's an intention as well. Yeah. Deep throat every day." <laughs> I think Jay will be very happy with that intention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, I'm opening up my note because I had other intentions that I wanted to do. And also, we skipped Thursday. So Thursday was Oh, yeah, we went right to intentions. Yeah. Oh, Thursday. Oh, Thursday was dressed to the nines. Oh, yes. And, and we're so doing we luxury did a topless dinner. Yeah, if you guys have never seen that photo, look it up. It's I forget the story behind it. I'm sorry. I don't know who the artist is. Granny's going to be upset. I don't know the story behind this. Yeah. But luxury topless dinner, look it up. It's just like... Girls in lots of jewelry, topless, everything. Updos and yeah. stuff. And yeah, so I'm, I'm actually really excited for that one. That's because everything I'm wearing is rhinestone. I'm so excited. Ooh. Down to my shoes. All my shoes are entirely. I'm gems. wearing like a tool bustle and like a big necklace. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So uh, more intentions. So I think, yeah, th- those intentions are very like, personal grounding. And I think those things are important to think about. Um, but of course we also have our sexual yeah, intentions, right? Yeah, I, have um, I, of course, want to do DP. I'm doing it by the end of this week. Hold me accountable. Yep, Listeners, hold me accountable. Yep. <laughs> We're going to fucking do it. So... All right. So I, I plan to steal away and have like kind of like a quiet moment with like you, M, and J. Mm-hmm. Cause it's going to be M and J. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we feel it and when my body is ready, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I want to. 
So to make this facilitate better, mm-hmm. I'm going to wait for you to say I'm ready for that. Okay. Because you need to signal like, hey, I'm, I'm, today's the day. Yeah. You know, and then when you're feeling it or I can guide you, help with you feeling that, you know? Yeah. I think I want to start with like maybe like a butt plug tonight. Like mm-hmm. I need to make yeah. sure that I'm actually doing my anal Ooh. upkeep. <laughs> Would you want to put a butt plug in before we go to the pool today? Sure. Yes. Oh, I have thank a couple you. here. We'll put it on before you leave. Perfect. Done. Is it a disco one that lights up? Please God. Yes. Uh, light up butt plugs, guys, on yeah. Amazon. Actually, I have one, so oh, yeah. I can go grab my own. We're going to wear the light up butt plugs for glow night and then put them on. Let's do yes. Yeah. Um, so Jay has a um, a remote control that can change it from across the room. <gasps> Do you have one of those? No, this is like a cheapie Uh, that you have to push the button. You have to like reach uh, around and touch your butthole. You have to... You have to actually to touch it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I have a remote control. <laughs> cool. So that's glow night. And you guys can look forward to those pictures as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your fuck it list item yeah. that you'd like to check off? So one of my fuck it list items. So I have a, I actually have a gangbang in my future. <laughs> However, I'm going to be leading the gangbang. So this has become a huge desire. So for somebody else. And I'm going to be the one that's doming everybody and controlling the situation. And and how do you do. Um, define a gangbang? I think that it is. I, I I go between either four or more or five or more. I don't know why. So I always think about. F- I think it needs to be five because two hands working, one in the mouth, one in the ass, one in the pussy. One, two, three, four, five. So you're okay. you're busy. You're busy. Oh my God. Five Actually, or more wow, is like that, a gangbang. I think I might add that to my fuck it list. Yeah, I'm, that's, that's still on my fuck it list. That's very sexy. Um, and so you're going to be facilitating and like telling yes. the person what to do, mm-hmm. like get that dick in your hand. Like, Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played it out exactly how it's going to go, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the one in charge and calling the shots. Cool. So I'm excited. So I've been thinking about how I'm going to do the gangbang, what I'm going to say to the guys beforehand. And then just kind of let it roll. And someone's going to record. So I'm excited. So gangbang in my future. And then Mm. we'll see if I'll be the receiver after. (laughs) Yummy. I also want to prioritize time with my partner. I know we talked about this a little bit with the builder and M and sort of like setting that intention coming into these crazy weeks with the group. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that you know, Jay and I are also connecting because it can be so easy to just like go along with the group and be like, you know, orgies and craziness and also in orgies you can find um partner time of course yeah. mm-hmm. but um yeah. you know also if we want to go for a walk or something and like go explore and like meet new couples or something i want to i want to really set that intention mm-hmm. m and i had a similar intention well actually it was my intention is that i wanted to have private time with him and a new couple like some new strange yes but i wanted to just be the four of us because that's what we used to do like mm-hmm. more of our play was like finding couples bringing them back before dinner after dinner at the end of the night like it would just be the foursomes kind of situations maybe sixsomes maybe eightsomes but just mostly foursomes yeah and now since we've evolved in our play now we do a lot more separate stuff or mm-hmm. we're in the same room but we're still separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually we've oh, come back together, but it's not like an individual experience of just the four of us and that's it sometimes. So more, it's, it's been a lot more group play. So I want more private play with M and that's, and you're on the list there too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just having private moments in this very, um, just, it's a long week. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've never done it here at Hito, but you know, it's, yeah, it's a long week with everybody. Cause like we have a group of 16 people that we know and it's easy to just like, I mean, just anybody listening to this, whether you're, you know, in the lifestyle or not, like if you go on group trips, like it's hard to break away from mm-hmm. the, the group. group. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what are you guys doing? We getting lunch together. We getting dinner together. We doing this now. Do we, yeah. You know, everyone's co- coordinating together. You forget the individuality. And the yeah. Be comfortable with yeah. going off on your own and joining the group later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's a great. Cause I have FOMO. Yeah. Oof. The FOMO is real. Yeah. We're all kind of, I feel like everyone I've spoken to this trip has been like, we need to use our boundaries more. I know I'm going to have FOMO. It's going to be okay. Like everyone's talking themselves out. It of will FOMO be okay. The yeah. third person I heard say that. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I did observe a couple of our couple friends last night, like kind of doing their own thing and making their own decisions. And I was like, Ooh, I need to like take a page from their book. Mm-hmm. Um, like mommy and T money and the builder and Jeb. Like I was like, yes, guys, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good intention set. And then I just want to keep those mantras in mind that I've mentioned many a time here before, mm-hmm. um, get out of my head and into my body with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're feeling sexual act on it. Yep. And I actually did that last night. I had that mantra in my head and I was really proud of that. Um, so just, you know, acting on that sexy feeling. Yeah. And that's when I... Was that with the artist? Yeah, that's when I was with the artist. Yeah. (laughs) And at one point I thought you were going to join in, um, but I know we were both just like, you know... Uh, what is it? Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Like, you know, I think at that point there were probably like 20 people in the room. Yep. And... I think we all kissed, but then like you walked away. I walked away at one point and the artist was like, all right, I guess she's done. <laughs> and, but then I was like, artist, get over here. I'm ready. <laughs> With my wig on still. <laughs> so I felt bad because I had my period. There's oh. blood everywhere. <laughs> A murder scene. <laughs> it really was. I'm at the tail end of it, but still. Uh. So I've been like a little bit more reserved in my play in the beginning, mm. but like I... You still can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my one final intention to add to this is like I'm looking for like a nice little lady connection. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like a private solo play, just her and I, but more of like we have a, a special intimate moment that's not just like two or three minutes, like maybe a nice like a longer experience yeah. to just explore each other and take our time. One-on-one female play? Yeah, one-on-one. There could be other people in the room, but I just want that. The focus on yeah, you too. Yeah, just the two of us. Like. Yeah. And to her be super connected. I think it's it's easy when you're playing in front of other people that you're thinking about what the other people in the room are doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Are they watching us? And as a female, oh, how do I look? Mm-hmm. You know, we get in our heads sometimes. And then it becomes a little bit more performative. Yeah, as opposed to just experiencing it and being. So yeah. I, I find that it's challenging for a lot of people to do that mm-hmm. in, when there's a lot of people in the room. So I think that would be reserved for a more private setting maybe where there's just a couple people in the room or maybe maybe it would be a a one-on-one who mm-hmm. knows. So, um, you just sparked something in May that came up last night. So apparently there's like a playroom or a BDSM room. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of locked eyes across the group and I was like, I want to, I, I want you to be my mistress again. Like we did at Freaksgiving. Yes. So if, you know, if the vibe is right and we're both feeling like we want to do, do that, that. Yeah. I would love to steal away and kind of have that And you moment. want one-on-one? If people want to watch, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. But that's up to you, kind of, yeah. because... I like both experiences. You're the one doing 
more of the work, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would definitely love to do that. Cool. Okay. And do I have, I can call for it when I would like? Ooh, yes. Okay. Yeah. But am I allowed to you say, can say no? no? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can. Later, please, mistress. And then you'll be exactly. like, I'm going to hit you fucking harder. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, cool. absolutely. So what we're doing with this episode is um, we wanted to record half of it now yep. so you guys can all know what our intentions are. And then at the end of the week, we're going to check back in <laughs> and tell and you how, how we did. did. You're going to yeah. give us a grading, guys, how we did on our intentions. Yeah. I'm really excited to kind of like have this like bookends, mm-hmm. let's say. So yeah. um, so stay tuned. Yeah. And we're excited. And uh, yeah. We'll see you after the week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Here we are. We are back back. in the real world. (laughs) And still not feeling well. (laughs) What? Is something wrong with my voice? (laughs) You sound like an angel singing beautiful Um, words. Um, Listening to um, the vanilla interviews my yeah. voice is so fucked jay yeah. and i were listening to it together across a subway car and we each had like an uh an airpod in our ears and we were just kind of like staring at each other and laughing like <laughs> silently across the subway car because we were like wow i i sound like well kind of like i sound right now which is yeah, just I was like, gonna say speaking like so that- husky and like yeah Oh, I was gonna girl. say if, if that if that voice is fucked, what's this voice? <laughs> a, a, a little more fucked. <laughs> a little more fucked in maybe different ways. Uh, <laughs> but let's say it was a great experience overall. <laughs> yeah. So let's do like a little like summary of of the week. What were your, like your overall assessments of hedonism and and everything? Oh boy. Um, I did. I think my initial reactions when we recorded while we were there are pretty much what I still feel. Um, I, I was still shocked at how nude everything was. But yeah, I was going <laughs> to ask you because you said that that was one of the things that you were adjusting to. So as the week progressed, how was your comfort level with being naked? I will say I my comfort level was much higher and it was definitely easier when like getting ready, running between rooms. Like I remember like one time I had to like run down and like, you know, bring something for you or Lana to your room. And like, I was just out of the shower or something. And like, instead of having to throw something on, I was just like, run through the resort to your room. Like, you know, just like (laughs) little things like that. And I also did enjoy it in the pool, but I will say walking around and stuff and at the grill next to the pool, like, I want to put something on. I like, Mm -hmm. maybe it is still a little bit of an insecurity of like wobbles or something like that, or like my stomach when I'm eating, like it just When you're sitting. Yeah, when you're sitting. of course. But like, I do feel like I also enjoy a little bit left to the imagination or like seeing the curve of how um, material hits skin, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I enjoyed I that we that. had that for the theme nights, of course. Yeah, and I like that too because it's it's also – it feels a little sexy and and you're still meeting new people at night that you haven't met during the day. So even though you're naked during the day, these people are still seeing you with your – 
little bits covered up. <laughs> totally. And something I noticed is a lot of people that I met at night, um, they were like, oh, yeah, like we just went over to the prude side during the day so we could chill out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, why didn't I do that? That's so smart. <laughs> yeah, take some breaks. Yeah. You know what it was for us, what we noticed is um, I – our friends were DJing, right? We mm-hmm. had two couples that were DJing. And so they were doing some, sometimes one was working a night show, the other where they were at the pool party. And so I wanted to be there for all of their sets. And so yeah. that kind of changed the way that I would have normally done my week. I skipped naps because there was more of the one to three pool party session times. And so I almost put off a little bit of my self-care or I even stayed up later. Like one of our friends was DJing from one till three, you know, so then I was out later than I normally would be. So, because I just wanted to be there and supportive and I wanted to hear the set and the music. So it it was an interesting change up of the schedule and how I usually work in the, in the, for this week, but I, you know, great music guys. (laughs) So that's really interesting that you mentioned that this was different, this experience was different with your friends DJing, because I just assumed this was how you guys always did it and just went to the daytime and went to the nighttime and just like constant, constant, constant. Um, So it's actually really helpful to hear that this was a little bit different uh, because I did find that pace difficult to yes. keep up with. And my yes. body is obviously paying for it now. <laughs> yeah. A week and a half later, you're still struggling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say, yeah, that this was definitely more of a, in more of a, the party atmosphere than it was chill. Mm. And I remember last year we spent like a whole two days just on the beach. We didn't even go to the pool party during the day and we floated on the water and we were standing in the water and lying on the beach chairs and in the sand. And I didn't spend any time on the beach this trip. And I think it was just because like every other day there was somebody DJing and, and there were other things happening. Like we podcasted with Julia the one day in the afternoon. So we missed the pool party. That's right. You know, so there was just other things that, that were going on. So yeah, I I would say that I enjoyed it, but it was different for me. And I did kind of lose some sleep and I didn't get my naps in. So that played into a lot of stuff for our health and self-care. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, to summarize the overall summary of the week. I think, yeah, it was a lot of partying, really great connections made, um, really great friend time, really great time with Jay. Um, we did get off of the resort that one time we went to Lobster Island. That was a really cool experience. Yes. Um, where you go on this little boat, you barter to like, you know, try to get the best price on the boat. You can kayak over, but our group decided not to, except for because two people had gone ahead, four people had gone ahead and they were like, yo, they texted us. Thank God they texted us. Cause yeah, it was I, rough. The I would have died. Rough. The waters were yeah. rough. They were like, get a boat. It was- yeah, day five. We were all tired. <laughs> I didn't so, have it in me. <laughs> yeah. So we got this little like motorboat, which was just, you know, nice over this like clear blue water over to this teeny tiny island that's like within sight of the resort. Um, but 
you go up and these guys immediately bombard you with all these live lobsters in their hands and yeah. you know you and they're they just alive. give you one yeah and we will post pictures of those because we yeah. got some really good L and B pics with our lobsters <laughs> um, so that'll be up there I think I've been waiting to post a lot of our hedo pictures because I want context for these photos you know? yeah exactly um, exactly so yeah lobster island was delicious it was yeah. just a nice way to private all hang out and get together and away from everything else yes. and spend some more small quality time together with our friends. Yeah. So that was nice. And then, yeah, the rest of the week was just really like parties, orgies, and not a lot of downtime. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with you. It was a very go, go, go for me too. I would say like my overall summary was I just, Jamaica is my freaking home. I love hedonism. Um, I love seeing the people that I haven't seen in such a long time. We did just truly pick up right where we left off. And that's just such a beautiful feeling. And I made a lot of new connections as well and people that I want to continue to keep in contact with. So I have you know future insights, um, all of that. So that was really good. I would say that with our group, we talked about earlier too, like being with a group of 16, like sometimes it's hard to break away. We want, always want to be together. We try and do everything together. And I think that actually this trip, I actually saw less of everybody. Um, but there was also still a nice balance where we were all together. We, I know some of us made it to dinner together two or three times as larger groups. And then, um, but we did have a, a lot of separation, which was, which was nice, but I thought it was balanced for, in my opinion, you know, was time that- together and time apart. Was that different or the same? Um, uh, different. Like last year, I feel like we all did everything together every single day and every single night. And mm-hmm. this time it was like daytimes were erratic. People were kind of all over the place. And even like nighttime play sessions, we weren't all together near each other. Like yeah. I remember like day three or four in, I was talking to Em and we were like, wow, we haven't seen like Jeb and the builder in like three days. Like <laughs> we haven't hung out, you know? Yeah. So then it became like a, let's find them. Let's try and, and make those connections, you know? So we were trying to make up for lost time as the week went on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it was, it was really good. So I, I didn't find it hard to break away from the group and I thought it was a nice balance. And then my, my other comment that I wanted to make was I lived on a steady diet of cum and jerk chicken. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like the first three or four days that I was there, I definitely had a lot of deep throating. I was uh, following my first intention or one of my intentions, which was prevention of losing my throat with some <laughs> medicinal oh deep throat. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, so that was uh, another theme in summary of my week too. All right. So if that's what <laughs> your diet was, I would say mine was probably cum and cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying desperately to stay on my um, like good diet that I had stayed on go leading up to the trip and I was staying away from dairy and I was staying away from carbs. That was out the window by the end of the week. I was getting those like 5 a.m. pizzas down at the grill. Oh, it was so yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. But at the beginning of the week, I ate so many like just cucumbers. I just hit that salad bar hard. <laughs> I was eating grilled fish. It was so uh, good. Yeah, I was hoping that you were going to say that you were using the cucumbers differently. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to disappoint. I was eating them. I remember I brought a mug of 
cucumbers over to your place when we were, yes. actually, I think when we were recording one of the podcast episodes, yeah. that's so funny. I was like, good morning. This is my breakfast. <laughs> I mean, it's hydrating and filling me up kind of at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So good. So you kept it through nutrition and water intake too, right? Yes. But sorry, speaking of using cucumbers in different ways, there was... <laughs> fruit used, not a vegetable, but a fruit. (laughs) Would you like to share this story? Because you were there for the beginning of it. Oh my goodness. So we arrived. (laughs) The inception of the banana. We should have named him. Bernarnar has become the infamous banana's name. So we went a few days early because we have a local friend who lives in Jamaica and he's been telling us for years to come early and he was going to give us a local local view of the, of where he's from and show us all the cool spots. So anyway, he, um, me, it was me and mommy and T-Money were the four of us. I was the only one. It was actually really wholesome. We went to a school, did some donations and met some kids and that was fun. But then he took us to a spring and in the wood, like in the, in nature, showing us all the fruit trees and there was bananas everywhere. So we literally brought a banana home and we picked a good one for mommy. And we said, we're going to put this in your late pussy later, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) So we carried this banana with us the rest of the way through Jamaica. (laughs) And then that night we christened him and we put a condom on him and we fucked mommy. And then we said, well, wait a minute, let's fuck Emma with it too. (laughs) And then we're like, well, wait a minute, let's do T-Money too, right? So T-Money got it. And then I said, well, I don't want to be the only man left out here. So all four of us in the same night had the banana inserted, each with a new condom put on it. So the way Bernarnar burst was we put a condom on them and then we used them and then we would just add another condom over it. (laughs) So by the end of the week, I think Bernarnar is probably the most fucked fruit that Jamaica has ever experienced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, he probably was in like eight people, I think. Yeah, and it was, I actually double-ended him with Brandy. And <laughs> it's just like, it's just so fun and silly. And, you know, when our, our friends were just like being silly, weird jackasses, like we're in the jacuzzi late night, everyone's just like kind of coming back from their orgies and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, what do we do now? And, (laughs) you know, one of our friends, like, it was basically just like, okay, well, where's the banana? I haven't done it yet. So it was like always just like something to do. And it was something so fun and silly and like just something that we will look back at this particular um, vacation and remember that weird, silly thing. You know. Yep, exactly. The yeah. banana was a part of our group for the week. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of so connections, one of my major takeaways was just the incredible humans that attend this week year in year out. Yeah. It seems oh I was kind of uh, overwhelmed or I might say jealous at certain times or surprised. I didn't know that I was coming into this group that all my friends already knew most of them, you know, Mm -hmm. or or a lot of them. And, you know, so I would, I would run into someone and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm here with X, Y, and Z. And they'd be like, oh, Brandy, the DJ, duh. Oh, L, M. Yeah. We, we've gone to (laughs) X, Y, and Z with them. And I'm like, oh wait, you're their friends too. (laughs) I thought I was the only one. (laughs) So that was interesting. But like the, the people are just 
I would, I would agree with you. Yeah. Another takeaway for me was just how, again, this, this, this iteration of the lifestyle people, you just always pick up where you left off and it's always just strong quality connection over quantity of time together. You yeah. know, that each interaction is just really, um, I don't know, satisfying on in, in like a personal and friendship level and even sexual level. Yeah. 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 So any like play experiences that really stood out for you? Ones that stand out to me was because it was a new experience was the Nuru. So Nuru experience, I'm still in all about that. So Nuru is a, if you look it up in a porn, N-U-R-U, it is a style of massage where it's this goopy jelly liquid that is extremely slippery, but it's made out of seaweed. So it's water-based, it's edible. There's no odor. You can put it in everything and it's it's, it's, uh, you basically use your entire body as a part of the massage. So our friends were like, we have a new rule. Like, let's, let's do this. And there was six of us that went in there. It was, um, M and I Atlanta couple and Brandy and the DJ. And so I said, how, how are we going to do a new rule in Jamaica? Like she goes, Oh wait, she goes, I have this blow up thing. And we went into her room and it was this blow up almost like a kiddie pool that was rectangular with like two or three inch high walls that fit exactly on top of the bed that we had, which is usually a queen or king bed. And it filled it up perfectly. And so you basically warm up hot water, you mix in this packet of Nuru, you let it sit for 10 minutes and you have this like goopy jelly like substance. And so I just remember getting in the bed and we're like, Oh my God, like, I'm so excited. Like, what is this going to be like? And just dropping it like all over our chest and all over our tits and like rubbing it on each other and just going like the, 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 like if you could just see our faces, we were like little kids in like a little like playpen or something like losing it. Like, Oh my God, like this is amazing. How is this so slippery? You know? And so it was playful and fun and sexy with a lot of laughter, but then it was also very sexy. Cause I was like, Ooh, like rubbing on their tits. And then the three girls ended up scissoring together, all three of us in like a little triangle on each other's thighs. And how and did you get high. like enough grip to be able to scissor well, and get any that, kind of friction? Yeah, We did do this was, later and we'll get into that. But like, so I have had experience with it as well. And I was not able to scissor. <laughs> No, it was, it's definitely more challenging to fuck with because everything is that slippery. (laughs) So yeah, there was a little bit of a challenge with it, but it was, it was, it was worth it. And so exciting. And I I always say like that at one point, the three girls were lying next to each other. No play was happening. We were just kind of rolling around in it. And I was like, I bet if I tried to steamroll you guys right now, I wouldn't even be able to roll over you right now. So I started to spin in their, into their direction. And I just, I just spun it in a circle right in place, like a hot dog in 7-Eleven, <laughs> just ridiculous. <laughs> so it was, it was just fun and playful and, and uh, definitely a, a night I'll remember forever. So everyone's got to try Nuru. Super sexy. Well, yeah, because also, isn't it, it, it is made for massage and you massage people with your whole body, right? Like with your tits yeah. and everything. I yeah. mean, it felt incredible just rubbing up on people. It was so cool. Because for me, it was not a sexual experience. Because right. um, you guys had experienced it the night before and, of course, came back and reported to everyone how incredible was like, it was. you've got to do this. So <laughs> then when Gorgeous Atlanta Couple, it was their last night there, and they were like, yo, we still have some. Like, more people should try it. Let's do it. So we went into their room, and we had 11 or 12 people 
on in that little kiddie pool at one time yeah. at one point yeah. and I could not move my I could not move like when I tried to I just slipped and so it was just this <laughs> massive slippery bodies and it, it, so it was not sexual for me but it was just so fun and silly and felt really good on my yeah. body and skin oh my god and my skin the next day was incredibly soft Really? Did you notice I didn't even that? No, I didn't even oh. take notice. Hell I just yeah. thought it was the Jamaican air and humidity that uh, was moisturizing me. It, well, pro- maybe a little bit that too, but I it was the Nuru, 100%. And yeah, it was a great, great, great experience. So I highly recommend it as well. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah so that was, that was one of mine. What about you? Any highlights for you? Um, yeah, I won't say one. I will say... Overall, my takeaways and experiences from this were orgies with a lot of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Jay's going to love that I'm saying this. He's going to be like, oh, God, my friends are going (laughs) to. Tell me more. (laughs) um, So, yeah, just, you know, I had a five-some one night, and it was just like me and another girl. And at one point, you know, like I was being fucked, and I had like, you know, a dick in each hand, like, you know, towards my mouth, like, and then uh, another night we had a five-some. Yeah. And that was three girls and two guys. However... I had a strap on on at one point, and you were fucking her. Yes, yes, yes. And so, like, you were your head was inserted somewhere, licking someone's clit or tits or something like that. Yeah, but, I was in. I was in. You were on your back. I was in your pussy, fingering yeah. you. Oh yeah, that's God. how it all. Yes, um, it was a great little ensemble. This is the night that. So, not to jump into your intention, but no, let's you do wanted, it. Yeah, you wanted to DP, and so this was that in gathering where it was supposed to happen, right? And instead you ended up DPing Slotlana. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, cause I lost a bet. Uh, <laughs> it was just like a, a stupid little nothing bet. And I was like, I'm right. You're wrong. And she was like, great, put, put some money on it. And I was like, well, one of us, whoever loses has to fuck the other one with the strap on. Cause we both like to be fucked. <laughs> and <laughs> so I lost. And so I had to fuck her. And I say had to, like, it's a chore. Oh my God. It's so <laughs> like it is, yeah. <laughs> but she and Jay then were like, hey, let's up the ante here and let's DP. So I was the vagina girl and mm-hmm. Jay was the ass guy. And it was so cool. And I'm so glad that we had had that in-depth conversation with M and the builder about it beforehand because I felt like I knew what to do as the bottom person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I let them kind of take control and like take the lead when, when it came time for him to enter her from behind. I just like, it was, it was really great. It was really nice to see you in action after that episode because Originally, when you first started, your knees were up and out wide. And then I remember M being like, oh, why don't you try putting your legs down and close them together? Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and that like, did. Yes. It made a difference. It did. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, we we tried to switch around and um, fulfill my DP experience. Um, but it didn't work for, you know, a multitude of reasons. Um, sometimes yeah, I mean, it just doesn't work out. 
Yeah, you know, there was some performance things going on, but it was night number six of lots of drugs and no sleep and and sickness. Sickness, yeah. M started to not feel well that morning, so it was a little challenging. He was up in and out, in and out, up and down, up and down, and then the pressure of it too, because we knew that you were. He, I remember him looking at me, and he was like, "She, I've been waiting to do this for so long, you know, and he, you know, and he really wanted to deliver." And I, I said, "It's okay, babe. Like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself right now. Like, don't yeah. worry." <laughs> yeah, and I. So I just feel like great. What, when are we gonna do it again? Like this is gonna be fun when we do it because I'm I'm ready now. Like I felt I felt ready, so I'm. Even and there's <laughs> the good news is that you don't live too far and we're yeah. closer together. So there's going to be way more opportunities to do it. <laughs> we'll report back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I also, just to put a cap on that, I also, we had an orgy all together. Wait, no, I had my first MFM that I can officially call an MFM. Oh my um, gosh, that's right. So you, again, not to jump into your intentions, but you had said you wanted a private connection or moment with a female yes. and you uh, were with- it. Bossy, is that what we're calling her? Yes, Bossy from Chicago. Bossy, you know who you are. Uh-huh. And you guys were, um, who was fucking who with the strap on? She was fucking me first with the strap on and then we did switch shortly after. So you guys had kind of taken over the bed and people were just kind of like, you know, mingling, partying, watching. And so Jay and I were laying like, close by on the bed and we were like oh wow and we just started like watching and kind of like touching each other and then M as your husband was watching and like kind of like stroking himself and he was right next to me and so I I was I just reached over and like just started helping him out with that you know and so yeah. I have like both guys and it ended up like you guys finished up what you were doing and we just carried on. And so, you know, we weren't in a room alone together or anything. People were coming in and out, watching. You ended up joining at the end, end-ish mm-hmm. towards the end. But, you know, I I really felt like I had my first experience where it was just like me and two guys being really intimate, almost like there was no one else in the room and just... I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And that's a major takeaway for me from this. Yeah. So it came naturally. Did you have did you feel like any pressure to perform or anything like that? Came so naturally, did not feel a pressure to perform. And I think the thing is, is because I was with two men that I feel so, so comfortable being vulnerable with and who I want to please in a good way. Like I just I, I love them both so much that like I want to, yeah, please them and I want to do everything I can and like put so much energy in because like I know they do the same for me and they always, you know, are looking for my pleasure. So like I wanted to really like up my game, like in a good way, like it, yeah. So that was really nice. So I think that whenever it has been a possibility for me to have a threesome here in New York, it's been almost more forced. Like Jay has been like, well, just pick the guy. Who do you want to join us? And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. Like there's no one here that like, of course I would want to have a threesome with them, but it just doesn't feel organic and natural. And I think I really was able to pinpoint what that is. And it's that, you know, I just want it to be two guys that I feel 
incredibly comfortable with. And it just happens organically in the moment. Yep. And that's, that's a beautiful. I mean, and to, to be a live spectator of that was super hot that it was so hot. I had to jump in. <laughs> yes. And that was so fun because it ended up being like almost <clears throat> side by side because you were mm-hmm. playing with M more and I was playing with Jay more, but like we were reaching across and like we were making out and like licking each other's nipples, like touching each other's clits. And like, it was just so nice. So it kind of, ticked two boxes of like us being able to have our foursome, but also having almost connection time with our partner as well. Do you agree? I think that you were the only foursome that we had that week with another couple, to be honest. So that was an intention I had. I wanted to spend more sexy time with him. Um, I specifically said strange in the beginning of the episode, but it didn't matter. I wanted a foursome. Like I wanted that smaller, intimate four-way and we got it with you guys. I felt like I did end a lot of nights at your place. And I wanted to ask you how you felt about that because I know, you know, you guys were the party room and I'm exhausted and I wasn't always the last person who left your room. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah. How was that for you guys? You guys were in the party room. Yeah. Yeah. And and just to explain it a little bit more, you guys were on the beach with a jacuzzi and the way the um, resort is kind of laid out is people will walk past on the beach and kind of, it's, it's almost like an open door policy. If people are cool, it's like, yo, like I got some drinks. Come on in. You know, it was, I would say a little challenging because it did affect our sleep schedule. And, you know, going into this vacation, we picked that room intentionally. We want, we knew we were going to be the party room because what ends up happening at these events is like you're at the main stage or in the main spaces. And then after the DJs are done, or maybe at 11, 12, one o'clock, you don't want to be just hanging around and drinking. You want to get more sexy. And so there's only two spaces to do that. You go into a room or you go into the playroom, which is public. And so to this to date, I've been to hedonism seven times and I've yet to play or be in the playroom. And that was an intention I had this trip too, was to go into it on fetish night to experience the glory hall. And we still didn't do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but everyone would come back to our room and it was more fun. We have a jacuzzi. So it's like, Hey, take off your clothes. You want to get in my hot tub? It's just a really <laughs> nice way to transition. But at the same time, it becomes challenging for sleep and getting privacy and having smaller intimate play or anything like that at night. So I like it. I enjoy it. Um, I know what we're getting into this year was a lot. There was always at least like 15 people in our room on average between inside and outside. But um, I wouldn't change it. Like if we go back next year, I would do it again. I absolutely would. And I would make sure that somebody else had a room too. It was helpful that there was another couple that we connected with that had a jacuzzi room and they had parties in their room two, two, of, the, two of the nights. So it mm-hmm. helped separate the party nights, which was great. So I think next year um, we would just need two jacuzzi rooms. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that you guys take that uh, burden on, quote unquote. Um I don't know that I could do it, but I think it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So anything you would do differently next trip? What I would do differently next trip is, again, spending more time with my partner and more so during the day and all of that um, because I felt more disconnected with him this trip than any other trip before. And so uh, it was interesting to go through that experience together because I was – it was a challenging week. Like 
I thrive in environments where there's new people and new connections. I am a social butterfly. I'll go talk to everybody. And then my partner is fine with status quo, likes to be where he is. And so was uh, Slutlana, who was our roommate this year. She was our third and stayed in our room. And so while they'll stay with the same group of friends, I'm around and socializing. So there were many of times when I was socializing with somebody and I was thinking, man, I really wish M was with me. And I would look around for him and I couldn't find him. Or I saw him and then I would had to finish up my conversation. And I felt like sometimes I was disconnecting myself with the current person I was speaking with because I was looking for him, but I also didn't want to be rude to leave because it was a new connection. And I was still excited to speak to these people. So I spend very little time with, with him during the day. And so, um, that would be what I would do differently next year is make sure that we, we spend more time together for sure. So did you have any like moments that you learned from? Yeah. So, so a surprise for me, this trip was, I was actually triggered. Uh, one of the nights it was, people were partying at our room and I walked into our room and I saw M and Slutlana fucking in the shower and I instantly got triggered. And this was like night three, I think. And it surprised me because I never had that happen to me before. And if it did, it was a very long time ago, years and I was asking myself, like, oh my gosh, why am I feeling so triggered by this event? And so in that moment, I was underslept, underfed, and on drugs. And obviously, I didn't want to interrupt them. So I went in the room, got what I needed, and I walked out. But at that point, my mind was very distracted. And I was stuck in my mental state of like, oh my God, I'm triggered by this. I don't know what to do. There's all these people in my room. The two people that I would talk to were in the shower fucking. Mm. So I feel like I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. I didn't want to bring anybody else's night down, but I was fully aware of, of me being in this triggered state, but knowing that I didn't want to talk about it with other people or bring like ruin anybody else's night. So, you know, I felt like I didn't have a safe space to go to because I couldn't be in my bedroom because they were fucking in the shower and I couldn't be in my backyard because you know, backyard, meaning my beach yard, (laughs) there were people in my hot tub and people hanging out all around. And so I ended up just doing more drugs and I just got more fucked up and more fucked up. But then that also led me into a space where I couldn't communicate very well and I couldn't have normal conversations. And Mm -hmm. I literally was like out of it. And I was like, I need, and that made me even more anxious. And I was like, I can't even have a conversation right now. I did too many drugs. Like this is stupid. So I said, I'm going to go to the beach and I'm going to be by myself and just wait, wait this out because they were still fucking and people were still hanging out, you know? So I went to the beach and people were like, oh, we'll come to the beach with you. So then everyone came down to the beach. And I was like, I hope they don't think I'm this like weirdo right now, just sitting on the beach, not talking to anybody, but I just wanted to be quiet. I just wanted to listen to the ocean. I wanted to get back into my body and out of my head. And then at one moment you came over to me, which was awesome. And you just kind of like, hey, how are you? And you put your head on my shoulder and it was I just said, I'm fine. Like everything's good. I'm just tired, which was true because it was like four or five o'clock in the morning at this point. Yeah. We'd, we had seen 6 a.m. And so, like, the next day, once I processed, I like realized, like, well, how did I, why was I so triggered by this event? And like that morning, I spoke with Slutlana. Um, M was out working and I, she was lying in bed and we both woke up together and I just kind of crawled into her arms and I kind of cried a little bit. I was like, I just need to cry right now. I don't know. I'm feeling all these feelings and I'm trying to process it all. And so we talked. And I basically said, I was triggered by you guys last night, but I said, it's not your shit. It's my shit. Like, um, thinking back about it all leading up to the week of Hito, we were super busy. 
I was working eight to nine hour days and our connections with M were minimal. You know, usually we connect at night after work and we'll cuddle and we'll do things together. Well, it didn't happen for two weeks before that. And like the times that we did have sex were different kinds of sex. So like I was, I've been really into like sucking dick and deep throating and taking cum down my throat. It's just been like a little bit of my trends and patterns right now. So the last couple of times that we had sex before Hito, I always wanted to take his cum down my throat. So we weren't really having vaginal sex. So going into Hito, we hadn't had vaginal sex in probably a week. And then even when we were there, the first two days I was having sex with everybody else. And so also me being a social butterfly, I was with everybody else and the two of them were together more. So I noticed that they were spending a lot more time together. They were fucking more and I was feeling not connected to my partner. And that was what triggered me. Mm -hmm. Another thing too is we went on a vacation with her a couple of weeks ago and everything was fine. And I think, you know, in that moment, M said too, that being with two girls is a lot of work. He was like, I, so in the last trip we did fears, desires, and boundaries. And he was like, you know, I'm a little nervous. Like I, I want to make sure that I'm balancing my time with both of you and giving you both enough attention and love. And we did not do fears, desires, and boundaries going into this trip. And I wish that we did. So that would be one thing I would change as well as we didn't do fears, desires, and boundaries. And we should have. And wow. so we, there was an imbalance and I didn't speak up soon enough, you know, to really prevent it. It just kind of bo bottled up and just kind of happened. So that was a surprise for me being triggered. And looking back, it was because of my lack of connection prior. Um, we were still doing a lot of separate stuff when we first got there. She was also single. So he has, he feels like, you know, I want to make sure that you're supported as a single here and you have your people here. And, um, I didn't speak up enough in the moment to kind of correct it. So I think that kind of threw me off for a couple of days and it did. Like I, I, I was bothered by it the rest of the day and I'd spoken to both of them and I brought it up, but we didn't really go into too much depth about it. And it wasn't really that their connection triggered me. It was just that my stuff was being triggered by it. It was very circumstantial and situational. And that's basically the takeaway from the trigger was, um, what I would do differently next time is fears, desires, and boundaries. On that day, I didn't really talk to M about it. I just kind of brought it up that I was triggered, but that was all that was said. And he said, well, maybe we should like hold hands more and this way you don't get pulled away from me and we don't separate mm -hmm. from each other. And that was the solution. And, and I laughed at that thing. I was like, we're not going to hold hands in the pool. He was like, but no, we need to do that so that we don't get separated. I love so, that. So that was kind of like our takeaway. I need to speak up more, fears, desires, and boundaries, and then making sure that we're having that connection time. And also, I mean, speaking up more, I remember everybody kind of followed you down to the ocean because that was a great idea. Let's go look at the yeah, ocean. Yeah. Um, but if you had wanted to be alone, I would wish that in the future you would say like, hey, like, great, everybody check out the ocean. I'm going to go over here and do it. I do need a minute because I do feel like everybody in that, in this lifestyle, in that uh, vicinity, like the, everyone would have understood that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So mm -hmm. I would yeah. wish that for you in the future. Yeah. And that was my takeaway is to speak up. I will moving next time. Cause that wasn't very fun. Uh, no, like I, it, this is just such a case of you always think the world revolves around you, right? Like yeah. I, I remember going over to you and being like, something's off was she's tired something's weird I don't know something about mm -hmm. your energy and I was when I asked you if you were okay I thought that I was annoying you and mm. you just wanted me to go away and I was like oh my god I'm too fucked up I'm annoying her she hates me 
Uh, so yeah, I was in my head about that. And yeah, because you, you brought it up to me the next day. And it was funny that me and you were both doing our own things in our own head and not, <laughs> not speaking of. Isn't that so interesting, the miscommunications yeah. that happen? So yeah, I'm going to speak up a little bit more next time. Yeah. But, but I think that threw me off because part of my intentions, my sexual intentions was to do, to give a gangbang and deliver and also to be, um, to Dom like you and spank you too in that, in that moment. And I think that once I was kind of almost like I felt like a little, yeah, but I was triggered. Like I just didn't feel in my power and in my confidence to do those things. And so those, unfortunately those sexual intentions did not happen. So they're still on the list of gangbang and spanking you. Well, and I guess it's okay for intentions to change. Like we've said it before and that's why they're, you know, intentions rather than this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everything that happened was right. I mean, another intention that we had was every night at 9 PM, go see the show. I did that. I think maybe a little bit more than you. I'm, I might've mm-hmm. seen like four shows, mm-hmm. not full shows, but the fetish night, I got there like fucking like seven o'clock and like held down a table for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It um, was an awesome show. Would you agree the entertainment staff? Like what were your thoughts on it? Amazing. Um, particularly that show. Um, it lived up to the hype. Great performances, very sexy. Nothing in particular is coming to mind except for the one where the chick almost simulates giving him head and then she like brings her head out almost like and fans this white stuff coming out of her mouth all across the stage. It's like milk or something like that. (laughs) Oh, and then at the end they like took a shower on stage or something. It was very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, there's a weird performance. There was a ton of good stuff there. So their 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 shows are super sexy. And I, I didn't realize that they they perform every other night, the sexy kind of performers. The other nights are more of like violinists and live band and singers and more regular. So style. I liked the other nights when all of the dancers were there. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. The choreographed dances were fun. So. Yeah. so it's something I would do differently next trip. And I would say like my major takeaway is staying more grounded. Even if our friends do continue to DJ like they did. I need to say no more because that was an intention that I did not follow through with. And I did one day, I think it was like, you know, Monday or Tuesday, I was so excited to just like lay on the beach and read my book. And I did it for like an hour, an hour and a half. And that was enough to just like reset me and make me feel really relaxed for the rest of the day. And I didn't do it again. And I I regret that. Um, regret is a strong word, but I I... I We'll do that differently next time. Um, I want to do that differently next time. Yes. I Um, agree with you. Just chill more. Enjoy the beach. Read. Do that self-care stuff that we talked about in the beginning. And also give me and Jay a little bit more grace, particularly in the beginning of the week, because I think that every time we go on a trip like this, we relearn the same lesson which is that it takes a little bit of time to get into our groove when we're in these spaces. 
these sexually charged, many people, I'm a social butterfly spaces. And you were thriving. It was so awesome (gasps) to see you buzzing around. (laughs) Wait, why do you say that? Like, was I different than other times you've seen me? No, I guess I just haven't seen you in group atmospheres like that. Like Ming, I mean, I know you're social and you'll talk to anything, but like just to see you in action in the group setting day after day after day, like you were just totally thriving. It was awesome. Mommy said that to me at one point too. She like came up to me in the pool and she was like, you are thriving. And I was like, moi. (laughs) I will have to say I took the word from mommy because she'd be her and I talked about it. Yeah. That's so sweet. Oh, thank you. I I felt (laughs) great around great people. It, It felt really good. So I do thrive in those environments and I love people and I can get carried away with the socializing because for me, I had a really great conversation with Jeb and one of our mutual friends. Oh, Bossy's husband. We need to come okay. up with a name for him. But so the three of us were chilling one night and just chilling, like hanging out, talking. And we were all like, this is all I need all night. And all our partners are off having sex with people right now. And it's great because they won't come <laughs> back to us and need to fuck us because I'm getting what I need from this conversation right here. Oh, that's so good. And it's just so funny because like, obviously I love sex. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I love sex, but But I love connection, dare I say, even more. Like, and I get connection from, I can get the same level of connection from a conversation that I don't think Jay does necessarily. Like, he Mm -hmm. he loves the conversation, but he needs the sex too. I align more with that too. I'm more about the sex than I am the conversation, but I I do need conversation, but sex is the more. Totally. I'm not saying that any of the, like the builder, bossy, like they're amazing conversationalists and, you know, like Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with not liking that. It's just that for us, that could be enough almost, you know? Yeah. Uh So, so Jay and I relearn this every time we go that, you know, the first 24, 36 hours, I'll just be, you know, pop, 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 like squirrel here, there, butterfly going from one person to the next. I just want to talk to people. And he'll be like sexually frustrated already because he'll be like, we haven't fucked anyone and it's 24 hours in. Uh, and I'm like, babe, we have an entire week. Yeah. And, you know, I look at, you know, time like that as glass half full, like the, the sex will happen when it's meant to happen. Whereas he's like, let's get on it. We got to like make these connections happen. And so I, I just need to let him do his thing and be like, babe, listen, don't ask me to have sex with anyone new until, unless I bring it up to you, like Mm -hmm. until night two basically. Right. So that's when you're comfortable to do it, right? So moving at the pace of the slowest person is kind of the conversation that you guys are moving into is, is what you're saying is kind of, can he go go play by himself? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. But it's cute because he's like, but I don't want to, like I, my kink is group sex and I want you to be part of that. And I'm like, thank you, babe. Like I, I, I love that. And I love, I love the group sex. And we did end up fulfilling that almost every single night that we were there and we were both involved in the same groups. Mm -hmm. However, um, it gave me a lot more freedom when he started to just 
you know, if he met someone in the pool and I was off talking to someone else, he'd be like, babe, I'm going to go back to their room. And I was like, great. Yes, go. That's perfect. That buys me some time. (laughs) That sounds so awful, awful, but like, honestly, like if he does have a higher libido than me Mm -hmm. and does want to physically fuck more, like I fuck with my mind all day, baby, you know, (laughs) and my words, like, and I can get off from that, you know, and make out in the pool. And I'm fine, you yeah, know. I see. Mm-hmm. And so him and I, him more. and I can slay together because exactly. I, I go full force in the first couple of days. I'm all over it and everywhere and in everything. <laughs> well, and it turns me on to. Well, does M do the same thing? Um, I mean, he does play like on the first or second night, but it's definitely something that like the first full day that I was there, I had two solo sessions during the pool time party. Like I left the pool twice with two different guys and then came back, and then we had a pre-dinner party and then an after-dinner party. So I had four sessions on the first day. But were those random people or were they people that you've spoken to throughout the year and so you have a connection and so you have talked to them and so it's kind of a a sexual build-up that you're like, wow, now I really just, I I want that physical intimacy. Exactly, yeah. The first person was somebody that I knew from a year ago and we hadn't fucked the year before and it was a (gasps) build-up. So that was Flesh Mechanic. So Flesh Mechanic and I... Um, went back. And then the second one was a new person I met in the pool that day. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great connection. So fun. Um, but we'll call him LMP because he's P. So, and so we, he had me laughing and it was like what you taught, described the mental connection, just really la- like laughing and touching, he's touching each other in the pool and kissing. And I, and he was like, do you want to come back? And I was like, yeah, like, let's go back to your room, you know? So again, I left in the middle of the pool party. So that was That's an unexpected happened. one. The other ones later that night was our group. It was like the party people that we knew from a prior year. Yeah. I think, listen, I'm not going to make it a rule that I won't play on the first day or whatever, but like, I just want to go into next year knowing that Jay and I do have a tendency to not be on the exact same page the first 24 to 36 hours and just to give ourselves grace with that and be like, you know, it's taking us some time to settle in. Maybe you need to do what feels right to you and I need to do what feels right to me rather than pull each other closer and try to force each other to do what each other want us to do. Like, because also I didn't want to just like connect with him and have sex. Like I was there. I, I, I wanted to meet everybody and just like talk to everybody. <laughs> so like, you know, so that wouldn't have fixed it. So I think it's just like kind of being aware mm-hmm. and giving each other grace. Maybe yep. there's better words for that in the future. We said we were going to keep this short, but. <laughs> now there's so much to talk about. I think there's something interesting about no matter how, not unassuming, but unthreatening a man can seem, it doesn't matter. He's still a man. And I think that he kind of depends on me a little bit to get more Mm. play. I think it's a lot easier for women to get play in the lifestyle than it is for men. Mm. Do you agree? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because men, I t- I've talked about two two other men on this trip about the balance of trying to connect with the female and take it to the next sexual level, but without being too creepy or aggressive. And it's yep. it's hard that most of them take a backseat and they don't they don't act on their thoughts. And I agree with you that women do lead a lot of the sexual situations in the lifestyle. It's always the women who are in charge. It's the common theme 
that I see. And it's very funny that you're bringing this up because I was talking to Chantel about this and she was talking about how she has a friend where she lives and she is the only vanilla friend in a group of lifestyle women. But at being in a group of lifestyle women, what she has learned is that the women are the more dominant ones. The women are the ones, I won't say dominant, but the women are the one who make the move and they'll push it to the next sexual level. And they're a little bit more aggressive in that way that her dating in her vanilla world, she has learned those habits. But what she's finding in dating in the vanilla world and being that way the vanilla men, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm using the word vanilla guys. The monogamous men are not enjoying or liking her aggressiveness in the sexual world. Mm-hmm. But because her f- lifestyle friends are more sexual, she's picked up those habits, but it's not translating in the monogamous world that the men want to go slower. They don't want that. It's very interesting. That is very interesting. Maybe this is just a whole other podcast episode. Yeah. Wow. I agree with you. It's easier to get play with a female involved. And it almost makes me feel like not guilty, but I have felt that way, you know, where like I'm not necessarily in the mood, but it's like, oh, without me, he's probably not going to get laid tonight. Like, and then he'll have to come home and like have sex with me and I'm not going to be in the mood anyway. And so, well, if I'm going to be doing it then or I'm doing it now, then I'll do it now. You know, it's like (laughs) this whole thing happens in your fucking head when you're not in the mood. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. That happens to all of us. I've been in a lot of the situations where you're not in the mood, but you sometimes though pushing yourself into it, you end up getting into it too. You're like, all right, I'm happy I came out or the switched over. So, you know, it's always yes, taking the chance. I do agree with that. Yeah. You know, take the chance and just go and you never know. You'd be surprised. That's true. So that's another thing. Maybe next year I'll just take that mantra, take mm-hmm. the chance. You never know. You'll be surprised and just... Well, here, and <laughs> another thing that you need to also, maybe another way to look at it is you're saying to yourself babe, we have all week to make these sexual connections. V, you have all week to make these mental connections. Oh. 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 Right? So do what feels right, but you'll find your balance. You know, it's the more you do it, the easier. Mm. Uh, Um. I have nothing else to say. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it at that because that that was just a mic drop, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Over and out. All right. Well, good. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. This is a long one, but there was just way too much to talk about. We hope that you gained some good insight about hedonism and that you go check out um, Hedonism Swing Breakers. Stay tuned for the next episode with Julia, who ran the event, so you hear a, a little bit more of the inside scoop. And... Um, send us your questions, share your comments. Our email is girlsgonedeep at gmail.com. And I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors, Horrible Life, W-H-O-R-E for whore. (laughs) Um, It's a card game of have you ever all things sex and kink. It's a great icebreaking game and to switch things into the sexy mode. So check them out. You'll get 10% off with code gone deep. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Elle. And I'm V. Have a good night.